Hello everyone and welcome to Monster Hour. I'm Quinn, your GM. With me today are Hannah. Hello, I'm Hannah and I play Max the Paradox. Kyle. Hello listeners, I am Kyle Levine and I play Duncan Oliver the Vox. And Theo. Hello, viewers. If you're not viewing this, then you're doing this wrong. <laughs> Just close your eyes. And my Uh-oh. <laughs> no, there's a feed. Go find it. And I play Claire Claremont, the Forgotten Vessel. We open on Max, standing amidst the disquieting organization of the Gristle Room. Desks stacked perfectly atop one another flank the teacher's desk, where four completely rigid but definitely still alive adult human bodies are assembled in a sort of pyramid. On closer inspection, you discovered a tag attached to one of their belts, which reads, Failed to meet the standard. You also need to find a date to prom. Yes. Are they lying down in a pyramid like logs, or are they standing up in a pyramid like a water ski event? They're lying down on top of one another, such that like the tallest of them is at the bottom and the shortest is at the top, so they form kind of like a little pyramid. Okay. What's up, Max? What do you do? Okay, so I've discovered the dead teacher pyramid. Oh, no, they're, to be clear, definitely not dead. Their eyes are open, and when you poked one of them with your Zweihander, they definitely bled. They're just frozen. Just I, completely I, frozen. I don't remember poking one with my sword. Oh, you oh. poked everything. <laughs> you poked oh, pretty geez. much everything with your sword last episode. Nary was there anything unpoked. <laughs> okay, so my temporal anomaly... I am going to spend my hold, and my prediction is that I will find a date. So you look into your future, and what does that look like? It's not a super clear picture. It's more of a kind of hazy impression of what's going to happen. But I definitely see myself, I think I'm holding hands with somebody. And I kind of think for anybody who's like watching Max, is Max kind of like checks out mentally a little bit. The eyes go a little bit glazed and then pretty quickly kind of like snaps out of that. But that is how Max is able to see the future or get an impression of the future. Love it. I uh, I pinch one of them. Nothing happens. I slap one of them. Uh, nothing, ha- nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pulling a Constance and just slapping things. <laughs> But you already stabbed yeah, things. Yeah, but, but Max's approach to that is first stab, then, then pinch. slap. <laughs> then slap. Listen, non-linear escalation is a thing, okay? That's yeah, true. That's, that's a paradox. <laughs> Slapping is a more intimate uh, act of violence than stabbing in many ways. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm, and it's just me in this room with the human pyramid. Correct. Uh, I would like to assess reality. I want to look around and see if there's anything else I can glean from this room before I go explore the rest of the school. Yeah, sure. If you're sort of searching around, go ahead and give me a roll. (laughs) Oh, no. It's at four. Good start. Oh, no. On a miss, you might reveal crucial information or the GM might have you ask two questions but give you some information that is inaccurate. Let's do the second. So go ahead and pick two questions, but some or all of the answers I give you are going to be wrong. Okay, uh, what happened here? And the second? What here is useful or valuable to me? I think these teachers are, you know, they're frozen in place, obviously. Uh, It's Uh not clear to what end or how, but this is a new development, and you you probably should bring at least one of them with you. Like, these teachers are useful and valuable, and it would make sense to have them and not leave them behind, given how things can change. Quinn, please tell me the smallest teacher that I can see. There's one who is a little smaller than you. Okay, so I take the smallest teacher that I can find, and I grab them by the arms and carefully try to extract them. How well does that go, Quinn? It goes fine. Okay. She's not, like, resisting at all, and and she is completely rigid. So, like, it's not like lifting a rag doll, but, you know, you're still carrying another human being, which is is hefty. It's hard to, am, to do that. <laughs> Quinn, I am not carrying. I am dragging. Oh, oh, oh. Well, <laughs> it's still difficult. Um, I don't but... think I'm quite strong enough to carry both a Zweihander and a human being. So, yeah. Fair. 
that's what's happening. So you're carrying a Zweihander and dragging yes. uh, a rigid human woman in her 30s behind you out, <laughs> out from this room. Right. After, you know, surveying the rest of the room and discovering nothing really of interest or note. And now I'm at, I think it, you said that towards the end of this hall, it's a T intersection? Uh, kind of. It, the T's in the middle. So you're, you're basically at the T right now. Okay, I'm at the T. What happens if I look left down the hallway there? Yeah, that hallway runs uh, a little ways down and there's a handful of doors. It probably runs about the same distance to the left as straight ahead. Okay, I will turn to the left. Okay. I think we see you dragging one of the teachers, your Zweihander in hand, start marching off down this T intersection. The camera stays, but you sort of disappear. And just as you disappear from the frame, one of the doors opens and we see Stafford's arm reach out and try to grab hold and like reach out with another one. And then he slowly gets dragged back into one of the classrooms. Not cool, my dude. Let's jump to Not cool. Claire and Duncan. Hey. 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 Hi. Claire and Duncan, the two of you stand at the center of the red circle classroom, surrounded on all sides by the screaming fog. Duncan, you briefly made contact with Sam before the black and silver broom was slept away by Claire's own entropic shriek. Claire, as the fog receded, you heard the faintest hey whispered in your ear, but otherwise the screaming fog seems entirely unmoved by your overtures. Uh, just a note for the listeners, the Sam that Duncan was referring to is a different Sam from Sam the Juror. It's not a you, juror. We'll, we'll learn more. <laughs> just want to clarify. It's a wholly unique and similarly named person. <laughs> yes, because people can have the same name, I, I, even if it's confusing. It's allowed. Anyway. It's even in Absurdia. Yes. Especially in Absurdia. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, what's Mr. Wilcox doing? I don't think you can see Mr. Wilcox. Okay. Uh, I think he is in the fog that is surrounding you on all sides. I think the the bubble that you're in is like maybe five feet in diameter. Okay. It is quite small. I try to reach out and just grab a hold of Claire to keep a physical contact between the two of us in case this fog comes back. One of the most important things is to have a buddy. Mm-hmm. Duncan, would you say in this moment that you're scared or even terrified of Claire? Uh, Yeah. Claire, go ahead and mark your Dark Knight agenda. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen you do something like this before, I don't think. Yeah, my think wild most, scream. I think most of our interactions have been just trying to get on shows and hawk your products. Yeah, definitely creep, creeping about. Creep, creep. Yeah, so just like eyes wide looking up, up at Claire at the moment, because I think Duncan was down on his knees at the time, and then reaching out and trying to just like grab your arm or, or mm -hmm. something to just like... Keep it tether. Uh, I assume I've I've finished my scream now. I got my response. I'm probably yeah. being yeah. myself again. Okay. My like eyes go back to normal. I notice Duncan trying to hold on to my hand. And I go, oh, that's a good idea. And then I'm going to pull one of the many necklaces I'm wearing off and use it to tie our hands together. You do so. Mm -hmm. Claire, we got to we have to go. We have to get out of here. I mean, that's probably a good idea. I'll, I'll say that I have zero skills to get us out of here. From the fog, you hear a voice say, an incomplete is considered a failure by the standard. What is the standard? Do I still have the bottle that I opened that all this fog came out of? Oh. You tell me. Do you think you would have kept thing? a hold of it? You might have not thing. noticed that you were still holding it. I probably would still have it because it seems like it all happened pretty fast. If you think you would still have it, then yes. I want to kind of hold hold it up and look at Claire and be like, I don't know what you just did, but the fog seemed to listen to you but for a moment. And I hold up the bottle and say, could you have it go in here? Okay. And just uh, to test, I try to swoop at this fog with the bottle. <laughs> you make a, a sweeping motion with one of your arms and the bottle passes through the fog. I think kind of right where one mouth is opening in a, a silent scream. And you catch a little bit of it in there and it kind of swirls around angrily for a moment and then wisps back out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I tilt my head back, Willow from Buffy, black eyes again, and scream into the fog it sounds like a scream but what i'm actually saying is you will enter this vessel or fear the wrath of my god i think as this happens the fog comes crashing in towards you give me a roll to embrace chaos okay 
There's not a help here, right? We could use, oh, you could use your integrity to push yourself. Ooh, so yeah. it would work similarly, Duncan, That's if right. you wanted yeah. to help, you would mark your essence as opposed to Claire's, but yeah, otherwise it would work I think similarly. Claire's got an empty essence track. Okay, I think Claire says this and then immediately amends and goes, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you will enter this vessel or feel the wrath of this forgotten vessel's god. Is Whoa. that something? Is that something? <laughs> and then rolls. I just hear scre- I just hear screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and I will use my integrity. Well, yours is vestige. Yeah, 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 vestige. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 Cool. Woohoo! That's an 11. <gasps> On a 10 plus hold 2. I think, I mean, one is you quell the power's effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want to yield its, but it's only briefly wield its power. That could be getting into the bottle as well. Oh, I think yeah. if you want to force this into the bottle, you'll need to both quell and wield yeah. to mm-hmm. subdue and then control. Yeah. Okay. Then I think that would have to be my two because that is the goal. Dang, that's cool. So what does this look like? I think from Duncan's perspective, what this looks like is Claire tips her head back, eyes go pitch black, and then there's just a loud scream, and then a pause, and then a slightly higher pitched scream (laughs) that ends like a question, and then all of the fog almost like is shaking like it's an earthquake around them. And then Claire like makes a motion with her free hand, like swatting at the air around her. And I think all the fog wraps around her fingers, almost like tendrils, and then gets like siphoned into the bottle. And then she turns and she looks at you, Duncan, while she still has her like pitch black, no pupil eyes and gives you a thumbs up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if it if it matters and all duncan is also scared again <laughs> i think this is the same the same yeah. one i think yeah, yeah it's the yeah. same one but okay still scared <laughs> that gives a Confirmed. shaky a shaky thumbs up back <laughs> nice and i like to imagine duncan has the stopper and just yep. like slams it on when it's in yep. uh, just as the last bit of fog is being siphoned in claire and duncan i think you too you hear just the faintest laugh. Mm. <laughs> nice. D- is there also a nice? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's menacing. But also kind of casual, right? Like nice. Nice. Yeah. Jack and nice. is Jack laughing? Jack Wilcock? No, Jack is standing perfectly still at the desk, but as you stop her the screaming fog, he walks over to you and he's got like two little cardstock cards and a, a pen and he's scribbling on them and he hands one to each of you. And Claire, yours says A minus and Duncan, yours says B plus. Hey, um, honestly, I'll t- honestly, I'm good with the B plus with my contributions. I was gonna say, really <laughs> coasting on Claire's work there. Yeah, ah. like, I'm, I'm not gonna say I peeked at your answers, but uh, I was definitely <laughs> holding your hand the whole test. Literally. <laughs> and Mr. Wilcock smiles and says, "Good job, you passed mathematics. Mathematics, hmm. dimensional studies. Oh, so what? What are you doing now, then, Jack?" He doesn't say anything else. He goes back and sits at the desk. I don't honestly want to take that test again. Do we want to try to find Max and Stafford? That seems right. And internally, Claire has like a little mini flashback of her past self where someone very seriously tried to convince her that that women can't do math, (laughs) that it's dangerous for their health. (laughs) And she goes, hmm. I can see how that would be the case if this is math. This is quite dangerous. Incredibly dangerous. Yes, indeed. I don't think anyone should be doing it if this is math. Yeah, no, thank you. Is the Are the other things still out? No, I think Mr. Wilcock has put all three items back in the desk. Okay, so he's come and taken the bottle. Yeah, the bottle, the cell phone, and the Rubik's Cube. That's fine. All right, Claire, should we? I try to wind the tether that I that's coming off of my back that I presume goes smooshed through the pinned in the door. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the door. To... The door is open now. Great. I, I wind <laughs> that back up and kind of walk with Claire, hands still tied together, back through the door. The two of you walk out and uh, step out into an empty hallway. Let's jump back to Max. Uh... Max. You are making your way down this long hallway Mm -hmm. and you see several of these doors lead to like 
there's a storage closet, there's like a supply room, a janitor's room, and a bathroom. And then on the other side, you can see one door with a symbol of a hot dog, which is labeled cafeteria. And you see one door with the symbol of a football, which is labeled gymnasium. Max is a little peckish. So she uh, slowly opens hot dog door and peeks in. The lights are low, but still on. And ahead of you, you see an open cafeteria space. The tables and chairs have been moved all to the side and are stacked in these kind of peculiar, precarious looking geometric patterns. There's also in the center of the room, a large disco ball, which is turning and, and sending flashing lights throughout the room. And under the disco ball are a dozen kids moving extremely mechanically. Mm-hmm. They appear to be dancing. But the motions are are highly rigid and standardized. There's no mirth or joy in this. Quinn, how is this different from any other middle school dance? Because uh, <laughs> nobody has any rhythm. You dance by standing. Like one person has their hands on the other person's shoulders. And you got to like leave room for the Holy Spirit. So... If you would like to give me an assess reality roll. <laughs> I would like to assess reality. Okay. Well, that's a three. Oh, no. <laughs> I think this time I'm going to say you reveal crucial information, which is your presence here. Uh-oh. You take a step inside to see what's happening, mm-hmm. and there's no music, which I think is perhaps slightly unusual. And so there's nothing to dampen the sound of the cafeteria door swinging shut and the loud clang echoing throughout this cavernous space as the dancing stops and all eyes turn to you. Ooh. Uh, Are there any adults? Funny you should ask that. uh, Because (laughs) stepping into the light overhead, the sort of disco ball illumination, is an older man, probably in his 60s, mostly bald. He's just got a little bit of like a halo of gray hair. Uh, He's wearing a cardigan over like a a button down and he's got khakis on. I think he's got a pin that says chaperone and he starts heading your direction. Uh, yes. Hello. Hi, sir. Can you help me? When is prom? Oh, this is prom. Oh. Oh, dip. Okay. Uh. Do you have a date for prom? How long is prom gonna be? Until finals week is over. Uh, Quinn, how long did I have on the timer? You had an hour to begin with. I don't know that you know exactly how long, but I would say you have maybe 45 minutes left. Okay. Is that Mrs. Smith? And he points to the teacher that you have in tow. <laughs> uh, maybe? I look, is there like a name tag on her? Yes, it says Mrs. Smith. Yes, it is. It is. Keen observation, She's sir. supposed to be in detention. Why was she supposed to be in detention? Failed to meet the standard. Right, okay, uh, getting that a lot, what's the standard? The standard which everyone has to meet for the school to be successful. Can I get a copy of the standard? There's a copy in the principal's office if you need a reference. Oh, principal's office, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breaking someone out of detention is definitely against the standard. Pardon? I think it's time to call the hall monitor. Okay, uh, with that, I drop Mrs. Smith and I run out of the room. <laughs> okay. Give me a roll to save your skin. Hi, <laughs> Lord. Uh, who's, wait, who's this? <laughs> I've never seen this person in my life. Okay. Uh, good dice, good dice, good dice. Fuck yes. That's a nine. Okay. I love you, dice. I love you. You're my good dice. You're my good children. I don't know why I didn't pick you. I'm sorry. <laughs> On a seven to nine, you can choose to escape or not, but there will be a price to pay if you do. I escape. Yes. <laughs> price to pay here. I mean, I think the the price is that the chaperone is going to follow you. <laughs> yeah, good luck mm-hmm. with that, bud. Okay, I run away. Okay. 
Yeah, you you tear off out of the cafeteria, which has been transformed into the prom space, and you can hear the door shut, and then the door open, and the chaperone fast walking after you, saying, Hall monitors! Hall monitors! We have uh, a delinquent who needs to go to detention. I run across to, what was the thing on the other door? The gymnasium? I run across to the gymnasium. I open. No, I'm not going to run there. I'm going to run back to the room that I was in. Okay. You run to the T intersection. And yes. as you do, you see Claire and Duncan exiting the red circle room. Oh, thank God. Guys. Hey. Hi. Uh, oh, hey. I'm, I'm, hi. You made it out. Congratulations. Uh, did we you- passed. Good work. Uh, can yes. I he- can I hear? Is there? Is he still behind? Oh yeah, all three of you here. Hall monitors. Hall monitors. What did you do? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, does either of you want to be my date to prom, Duncan? Would you like to be my date for prom? I mean, I got two left feet, but if you're not opposed to a little <laughs> clumsy dancing, you have yeah, two I- left feet. I do literally have two left literally feet. Literally have two left feet. That's yeah. That's fine. All right. Less uh, rare than you would think in Absurdia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet still rarer than two right feet for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's peculiar. Uh, very, it's very strange. strange. Okay, thank you, Duncan. I have a date for prom. We need to go. We're about, I don't, and this is not going to be good. Uh, hide me, please. And I run behind Duncan. <laughs> Where's Stafford? I don't know. He didn't, he was gone when I came out of the room. Okay, let's go in a different room. Where do you go? Why don't we go into the room that I was in? Orange square or the gristle bone? Or yellow triangle? Yeah, yellow triangle was basically empty. Basically empty, okay. Well, how about I show you this? And I drag both of them to gristle bone. Okay. I think the three of you duck into the gristle room and slam the door and you can hear more footsteps outside in the hallway. Presumably... The sounds of hall monitors. Can we put a chair on the door? Sure. Okay, we do that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I point over to the stack of people. Yeah. Why would there be three people stacked up in a room like this? Quinn, isn't it more than three? Isn't it a whole bunch? There were four, but you took Miss Jones off the top. (laughs) Well, there were four, but... What? uh, What happened to the fourth one? Uh... She's in a different room now. Is this Do is this some thing. sort of puzzle? I'd like to look for puzzle clues that are uh, there. If you would like to give me a roll to assess reality, you're <laughs> certainly welcome to do that. Yeah, I will assess reality as I look over these three people here. They all have the note on them, right? Did not meet the standard? Yes. Okay. I'll give you that for free. Great. Yeah. Double fives plus one. Eleven. Okay, hold two. Boy, oh boy. First question. Man, it's just always a good question. What here is useful or valuable to me? Is there anything in particular you're looking for, Duncan? I mean, so far we've found a bunch. There's a bunch of adults here. We've encountered a teacher. Those hall monitors, I suppose I could get a glimpse. They look like adults as well. Duncan is looking for where all the students went. I think you see one of the teachers has a lot of dried paint caked on her hands Mm -hmm. and she's wearing like a smock if you're looking for that specifically i think that's all that you can glean from this particular situation i think the second one is probably just the more pressing question as i look around the room which is what's my best route that route being is there any way to avoid the hall monitors pounded on the door i'll give you this one for free because there's only one door to this room all right then the last one What here is not what it appears to be? Something is trying to organize this space. Almost what I just said, but perhaps with more intent. Something has tried to organize this space in some way that I don't know that you understand, Mm -hmm. but is very intentional and very peculiar. Yeah, it's the detention room has been carefully arranged and these bodies have been carefully stacked up and sorted by size. Uh, can I go just nudge one of the carefully organized desks? Yeah, it comes crashing to the ground. Yeah. Sorry. It's just checking. Wow, fragile. Yeah, it was extremely precariously arranged. 
In fact, you're not even entirely sure how it was set up that way to begin with. Wild. And Max, you, someone left this room? Were they able to walk out? That's a negative. Okay. I took them out. Oh. I carried them lovingly and carefully. Wow, carried them. Yes. But now so they're... So strong. <laughs> yes, I carried them with my heart <laughs> and my arms. But now they're elsewhere. So we've got hall monitors just outside the door. Do we think maybe we could hide? We don't have any big bag that a person could fit in, do we? Like a big backpack. What about the womb? What about the womb simulator? <gasps> yes. It's, do you, it certainly Claire, do you have the womb simulator it. on you? I think I always have it with me just in case. <laughs> you never know when you need it. Sure. So... <laughs> I'll just tell you sort of in advance, this will be a hoodwink roll whenever you try to Great. escape this room. But sure, yeah, you can you can put Max in the womb simulator and uh, try to get out of here past the hall monitors. <laughs> I'm down for this plan. We get the, yes. the womb simulator out, Max in there. We'll talk, we'll pretend like we're, we're running an errand for the woodshop teacher. Yeah. Because I think that's the art teacher there. I point to the person who's got paint on their hands. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or we've got a special delivery for prom. Is prom a thing? You asked me to prom. I'm confused about that. Yes, and I at some point will need you to go to prom with me. But first I have to get out of this room. All right, Claire, unfurl your simulator. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) It's open. (laughs) It's so fast to deploy. What a selling point. Well, yeah, it's it's a little bit like, um, have you guys seen those chairs that you fill them with air? So you just kind of like swoop them them Uh around to fill them with air and that's how they blow up. Like inflatable things. Mm -hmm. Same with the womb simulator. So it's like a spin. You like open it up and spin around. Yes. Nice. Then you go, Max. Into the womb simulator. It's uh, surprisingly, it's very cozy in here. I feel very safe. I feel very Mm -hmm. protected. I feel a sense of calmness and well-being, but also I can only taste garlic. (laughs) That's accurate. (laughs) That's on purpose. Yeah, that's on purpose. We felt that it was the closest to the womb taste. Yes. It's a little garlic. I know I've got two cheek, but this feels more like an unfathomable hoodwink to me. Uh, yeah, so Max, you climb into the womb simulator, and Claire and Duncan, you toss her over your shoulder and step uh-huh. up. I, I kind of carry her between the two of us. It has a it has backpack straps. Yeah. Okay, so you step out, and standing right in front of the door, almost as though they're ready to greet you, are two children. You would guess they're probably about eight years old, a little girl and a little boy. They do look oddly similar. They're wearing matching uniforms that say somewhere elementary, and they have the vaguest geometric appearance to them, almost like a video game sprite, like a Minecraft character or a Lego character, maybe. And both of them hold out a finger and point to you and say in unison, why aren't you in class? We just passed math and we have to get this down to prom right away. Hoodwink. Right, Claire? (laughs) Yes. Y-E-S, yes. <laughs> Somebody give me a roll to hoodwink. It feels like Duncan, but Claire, if you want to do it, that's fine. Yeah, that's true. I did just say the thing. Uh, yeah, I feel like it is you. Yeah. Claire, do you want to give me an essence? Yes. From your womb simulator? Yes. <laughs> Help out. I'm now rolling my 3d6 to hoodwink, and I get plus two. Come on. That's a five. That's a f- another five. That's plus two is a 12, and I drop this stinking one. Get that out of here. On a 10 plus, they are fooled, at least for the time being. I like to imagine you like hold out your report card. Yeah. (laughs) B plus. Look at it. Read and weep. These two children look at you and they look at one another somewhat skeptically for a moment. And then they look back at you, nod and say, nice grade. Keep this up and you might become a hall monitor one day. And they start walking off. And you can see there are several other pairs of patrols walking these hallways now all in matching somewhere elementary uniforms. All strangely geometric. Can't wait. Let's go.
Hey folks, Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 10 of Monster Hour Absurdia. I spent this weekend celebrating my little monster's first birthday, which is beyond wild, but we're moving past it. But unfortunately, that means that uh, just like real life, I have procrastinated on my homework, so I'm going to keep this intermission short and sweet. As always, I want to thank everyone who's been spreading the word about the show by leaving us a rating and review, giving us a shout on social media, and recommending the show to your friends and rival contacts. I know I say that every episode, and I don't want it to become like a word you hear too much that starts to lose its meaning, so let me switch it up. If you like what we do here, let people know. It really does help bring new people into the fold. We hear all the time from folks who've found the show because of their friends, or it was recommended to them on their podcatcher of choice, so... Go out and, and do those things if you're, you're here on episode 10 of our second season. It would really mean a lot to us. I want to give a special shout out this week to the latest members of WSOM's Eternal Pledge Drive, Fidrick, Connor Watson, Jay Bowie, and Penguin Tyrant. That last one's fun. Thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the show and helping us bring you awesome bonus content. I am currently editing the first in-universe season two one-shot for our Patreon, and it is going to be a wretchedly delightful accompaniment to spooky season. If you want to be there when it drops, you know the drill. Patreon.com slash Monster Hour, or find us in the show notes. That's all I've got for you this week, dear listeners. Tune in November 1st for the next broadcast of WSOM. Radio Somewhere. So, Claire and Duncan, you are standing in the hallway. You have Max over your shoulder in the womb simulator, uh, and you've just dispatched these two hall monitors. Where are you headed? We are interested in trying to find, I think, the principal's office. We want to explore this unexplored wing beyond the T-intersection. Okay. So you head that direction. Uh, I think you can see that there are three more classrooms, the doors of which you can see as you're moving down the hallway. There is the blue room which has a symbol of grass on it. There's the indigo room, which has an eye on it. And there is the violet room, which has a violet, a flower on it. And at the end of this hallway, you see a door that says, teacher's lounge, staff only. Hmm. I should also add one thing that you would probably be primed to notice is that the door to the blue room is covered in paint. (gasps) And it seems to be covered in diagrams sigils runes maybe it's not entirely clear what it is but it's covered in a colorful array of paint similar Mm. paint to what was on the teacher's fingers it would stand to reason right but the other two doors don't have all those symbols nope Mm. i mean i'm gonna go for the highest quality door and and declare the highest quality door is the door that looks like it's the most unique and expensive one and that's going to be the one with the runes yeah i put i give three little taps oh, on really? the womb simulator oh okay i thought, I thought uh, you were which we all know indicates we're going in a room you'll be out soon sure say, yeah that's a symbol i, I yeah. gotta say you know claire we'll have a conversation about this afterwards because i do have some points that i think could be improved upon but overall <laughs> this is a very soothing relaxing experience i would recommend this to my friends I would purchase this with my own money. I do like the womb simulator. I'm glad. The survey is required before you exit. This episode brought to you by (laughs) womb simulator. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I've been sitting on this one for a while. Uh, It does need a little bit of a tiny window, Claire, so that it can be a womb with a view. (laughs) (laughs) So Incredible. (laughs) So a kangaroo womb simulator of sorts. Mm -hmm. A kangaroo of one's own. Yep. Kangaroo womb simulator. I think we're losing the thread. We are. This is all great feedback. Yeah, Claire's going to be so happy to hear it. She she actually takes feedback very seriously. She wants to improve her products. It's very important. I am sure. I am absolutely sure that this will be helpful in improving the product. So yes, I just wanted to keep everybody updated with uh, Max's general thoughts and feelings. Fantastic. You go into the next room. We open the bluegrass painted room. Patrons, if we get up to $10,000 a month, we will build a womb simulator. (laughs) Mark my words. I promise that. So okay. he might. <laughs> Quinn's like, please, no. I mean, no, to. I'd be stoked to have $10,000 a month. I'm not building <laughs> this point, womb simulator. This is all on you. But <laughs> Yeah. 
I'll take that. Look, we get to 10000 a month. I'll take that on. I'll make that happen. Okay, sorry. Anyway, onward. <laughs> We're telling a story. <laughs> okay. Duncan, you open the door, and ahead of you, you see a low-lit room. Because the fluorescent lights overhead are not on, it is lit instead by firelight. You can see the dull red glow in sort of the distance is obscured by what appear to be fortifications. There's overturned desks. The legs are pointed out and you can see they've been sharpened to a point. Beyond the fortifications, there are a series of makeshift structures that looks like they're composed of like stacks of books and blankets. And this whole space is decorated, is painted again with all these peculiar patterns and, and sigils. It's also adorned with a wide variety of arts and crafts. And as soon as you open the door, five kids pop up holding slingshots and give me a roll to face fear okay. as a volley of projectiles are launched at you. That's a five. <laughs> yeah, so I think what happens is, Duncan, you are peppered with these projectiles and they hurt, they sting quite a bit. Not so much that it will cause harm to you, at least not immediately, but you feel them break as they strike you. And Claire, you see Duncan stumble backwards into you, I think actually, covered in paint. And Duncan, you land on the ground and almost immediately, all the hall monitors in the vicinity turn to look at you. And uh, from behind the fortifications, you hear, you'll never take Fort Kick-Ass, you stinky adults. <laughs> wow, we sure got to oh, We come in peace. I try to wipe paint from my eyes and I immediately see the hall monitors coming our way. Like, come on, let us in. We passed the stupid test. Duncan, give me a sway roll. That is a seven. On a seven nine, they'll do it, but I will choose an option from the list below. I think you hear the voice cry out again. Leave your weapons outside and shut the door before the hall monitors get here, and then we'll talk. Weapons, weapons, weapons. Uh, young child, young child, <laughs> shorter human. I have no weapons. I toss my pocket knife and shut the door. The hall monitors are closing in behind you, and as you shut the door, you can hear banging on it. One of the kids from behind the barricade stands up. He's probably eight years old. He has curly, like extremely curly blonde hair. He's wearing a very eclectic outfit that is coated in paint and adorned in all these makeshift like badges and stuff, kind of like flair and finery. Uh, he's got a bandana on, hmm. and he's holstered his slingshot. He looks at the two of you and, and Max in the womb simulator and says, you're not from the school. Who are you? We're from outside. We're from somewhere. Are you with the bureaucracy? And he uh, draws back the slingshot again and points it at you. Claire starts laughing. Oh, child. No. Child? No one has confirmed to me that this is indeed a child. <laughs> yes. Yes, Claire. Yes. Yeah, this child. is a child. Got it. Yeah. No, no, no. We're sent by the bureaucracy and we hate them. We're sent by the community, I think, the PTA. Eh, PTA, bureaucracy. Sure, that's fair. But we're not bureaucracy. No, 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 no. We're here to, we're here to find out what happened and to try to help you. Hmm. Although it looks like you've done quite, quite well and, for yourself here. And we're here in peace. And if it's, if it's okay, there's a, there's a third of ours. They're just hiding. We're trying to avoid the hall monitors. Well, if the hall monitors are after you, I suppose can't be too bad. Uh, yeah, show show yourself, third member. All right, this is our friend Max, and we open the womb simulator and release Max and her Zweihander. Max is covered in a light, dewy scent upon <laughs> release, <laughs> but smells amazing. Right, which is in okay. stark contrast to the fact that it's just real garlicky in there. That is going to go <laughs> in the needs improvement column of my... You know, I, I do think this could be a feature for people who like garlic. Uh, you know, people who love garlic fries and are just like, fuck yes, I want so much garlic. Like this, this is the setting for them, but I do not think it should be the default. Uh, that's fair. Uh, we're, we're children. Well, that yeah, makes so sense <laughs> that we're in a school and there are some children. Yeah, so Max, you see this this scene. There's a barricade in front of you made of desks that have been sharpened and fortified. 
There's five kids that are back there. Their faces are painted. They have sort of fake warlike attire on. They all have slingshots. Uh, and behind them is is kind of like a, a makeshift village of sorts, you know, sort of cobbled together of school supplies and, and blankets and books and, and all manner of things. And you can see the faint glow of a, of a hearth in, in the distance, obscured by some of these obstacles. I'm waiting for one of these kids to come up and be like, there you are, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was, I was thinking that. Uh, Do we get I'll, to eat imaginary food? <laughs> Max is also thinking. Ah, oh, yes. These take me back to the fortifications of some of the Gaul tribes uh-huh. that we used to that we fought. I do remember very, very similar. Uh, similar makeshift weapons and uh, creative use of office furniture. But yes, I am imagining a bit of Lost Boys Village from the children's classic, Hook. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a bad reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Max, this is what you see. <laughs> and and Duncan and Claire. So you've been barricaded against the hall monitors here at the school? State your names first. My mom always told me it's rude to not introduce yourself. She that's was true. This is very clever. My name is Duncan Oliver. I am the voice of radio somewhere. I work at the radio station in town. Oh, yeah. My dad likes to listen to you. Yeah. What's your dad's name? My dad's name is Nathan. You can call okay. me C-Mac. C-Mac. It's good to meet you, C-Mac. Named after our patron who just bumped up to the $50 level. Thank you, Thank C-Mac. You. Thank you, C-Mac. We see you. Everyone sees you. Everyone. We all see you. We've been watching this whole time. Oh, my. <laughs> I spooked myself. Okay. <laughs> it's good to meet you, C-Mac. These are my friends, Claire and Max. Claire holds out a hand for a a firm handshake. C-Mac vaults over the barricade. Brad. And the other four there, the other four kids, they all keep their slingshots drawn. But he walks up to you and shakes your hand, Duncan. And as he does, all of the paint that's on you snakes off onto his arm uh, and forms up into like a little parrot on his shoulder. Hmm. Whoa. Ooh, cool trick, dude. How'd you learn that? When things took a turn for the worse here, we had to get a little bit uh, creative. Seems like whatever's happening here made some of the art supplies act all funky, so we uh, we decided to use it to our advantage. How long have you been here? Hey, can I naturally interview him? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead and give me a roll. Hey. Yeah, questions, Woo! it's my deal. <laughs> Only seven. Hold one. Probably go from a question from Assess Reality here. Because I feel like I have a good idea about the, what this person maybe wants, fears, and worries about. And I haven't learned enough to really, if they're lying or not, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. I'll just go with the basic assess reality question of what happened here. I'm not entirely sure how long it's been. Our best guess, once we started keeping track, based on how many times finals week has happened. Uh, oh, jeez. Eight years? Oh, my God. What? Wow. Yeah, give or take like two years maybe on either end. Yeah. It all started when they rolled out the new standard. I I, I don't know. The teachers were just talking about some standard, and then they had new tests. Kids started having to go to detention more, and and things got real weird after that. The teachers started acting weird, sort of like robots. And then they got the Mm -hmm. hall monitors. Anyways, uh, that's when we decided that uh, we weren't going to take it anymore. And we decided to hold up in the art room. And we managed to carve out a little little sanctuary here. That's what happened here. It's very brave of you. It's very brave of you. Very industrious. We've heard about this standard. (laughs) Do you know where the principal's office is? Oh, yeah. It's just just down the hall. I wouldn't recommend it, though. Have you? Yes. Have you? Maybe we should take a cue from these short humans and not repeat their mistakes. What have you tried in order to get out of here? Well, you can't get out. Well, not yet. I mean, we we made it to the exit, but, you know, it's just the sort of vast emptiness, you know, that sort of empty void. Eric definitely tried to to make the leap. we never saw him again. Hmm. Uh, we did try to go to the principal's office. You got to go through the teacher's lounge. Okay. And there's a lot of those kind of weird teachers in there. They did put a few people in detention. Haven't seen those kids again either. Yeah. But did you make it to the principal's office? 
No, no. Okay. Is there anywhere other than the principal's office that you haven't been yet? No, we mostly did our reconnaissance in the early days, so things kind of changed, but they don't seem to. There's all the classrooms where all the tests are. They're doing prom in the cafeteria. There's the teacher's lounge and uh, in the principal's office back further. Mm-hmm. We've mm. got the school pretty well mapped. You say these art supplies that kind of have some interesting properties to themselves. Do we think we could maybe fashion some sort of disguise? The three of us don't look particularly like children. Although we are being treated the same. You know, elementary school is more about what's in your heart. That's that's right. That is what I've heard, which I appreciate. I feel I could use elementary school. I learned about mathematics. It is terrifying. It's pretty bad (laughs) over there. That's right. Yes. A lot of good kids failed that test. Lost a lot of good kids that day. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Well, you've done a a great job dealing with your circumstances as someone who was um, taken over by a... Let's let's just go ahead and say demon. That's probably the easiest interpretation. Oh, you mean a, a financial advisor? <laughs> oh, you oh oh boy. We'll have to chat. Uh, you Phantom should come onto my onto my blog. Do an interview for my blog. But uh, yes, and made lemonade out of lemons. I think that you've done a a, a wonderful job here. Uh, oh, uh, also, your families are all looking for you and and miss you and that's why we're here so we never um, forgot about you duncan lies (laughs) claire doesn't lie claire kind of assumes that outside of a magical entity they would miss their kids yeah i won't make you headwink all the kids smile broadly when you say their families were looking for them Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I mean, we are we are here on a mission to find out what happened. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think Claire kind of looks at Max and looks at Duncan and goes, I mean, it sounds to me like we need to get our asses to that principal's office. Feels like the source of all this to me, that standard. Are there any runes that would make us more or less boring to the teachers? Not invisible, but maybe undesirable. Give me a call for aid roll. Yeah. Somebody with underbelly. Oh, Max? Yeah, that might be a Max thing. All right. I will call on the aid of the underbelly. Quinn, I don't think I've done a faction role yet. Walk me through this. Yeah. So call for aid. When you seek out specialized help or resources, choose an asset from the list and roll with that faction. Uh, So you'll be rolling plus underbelly. On a hit, they'll provide what you need in exchange for a debt. On a 7 to 9, they either demand payment up front or only have a lesser version of what you need. And on a miss, they can't or won't provide the aid you seek. Okay. Underbelly's resources are unusual expertise, secrecy and hiding, contraband, or movement and transport. Okay. And we can't push ourselves on faction rolls, right? You cannot push yourself on faction rolls. Okay. okay. Unless you have a special playbook move that lets you. Mm-hmm. I do not. Okay. Underbelly, underbelly, rah, rah, rah. That's an 11. Okay. Hell yeah. On a hit, they'll provide what you need in exchange for a debt. Okay. You're like these kids' best friend now. You came, you rolled out with that Zweihander and they were like, ooh. 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 Yeah. So C-Mac looks you up and down. He looks at Duncan and he's kind of skeptical. And he looks at Claire and he's like, hmm. And then he looks at you, Max, like this badass warrior with a Zweihander. And he's like, okay. The designs only work on flat surfaces. It's not, they don't work if you moved around. We, we tried it already, unfortunately. But if you want to make a go at the principal's office, we'll back you up. Yes. You'll owe us a favor, but we'll back you up. Uh, I can put you in five wombs the moment we get out of here. I don't know what that means. Claire, <laughs> Claire, as somebody who these kids think is cool, I do not think a womb simulator is going to be cool to them. It's cool to me. Don't they miss the womb? It's cool to me. How long ago were they born? It's cool to me. (laughs) I don't think it's cool to them. I don't think this Mm -hmm. is, um, Mm -hmm. this is not your target audience, Claire. Essential oils? What? We'll figure it out later. We'll learn, we'll learn about them. (laughs) (laughs) Can we put it on a shield? Rose quartz skateboards. Ooh. Uh, Write that down for later. Can we put it, you said we can't, it has to be a flat surface. Can it be a shield? 
you could try. It seems like it just sort of obscures the shield portion. So like, it's just like a chunk of you's missing to the hall monitors. It's probably not gonna do what you want, but if you want a shield with a, a protection painting on it, mm. make it, sure, yeah. So if, if I wanted it to conceal all of me, I'd have to have a shield that was head to toe. Yeah, and then you'd have to hide behind it. Perfectly the whole time, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is actually yeah. quite comical. And not look where you're going. <laughs> What do you all want to do in the principal's office anyway? I assume we kill the principal. Find the standard. Fuck shit up? This is all about All three of as, those things, I guess. Yes, which I think are all the same thing. You this said is a swear. As as we are. I, I mm. did say swear. Oh, uh, you know yeah, what? that's because Max is cool. Yeah, it's because I'm a... All the kids look <laughs> around and nod. They're like, so cool. Their eyes are a little wide. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was two swears also. Heck yeah. <laughs> that is true. Well, <laughs> other than that, I think our plan is to find the standard. Perhaps this is a bit like if we destroy the standard, we undo everything, I think is the hope, certainly. Seems that's... to be the heart of this whole thing. Yeah. I assume we kill it. Yeah. Is that not what we usually... Isn't that usually how these things go am i am i being too we haven't you're the only one that i think has killed anything it was code compliance officers look i'm open to suggestions my uh, immediate thought is that the thing running this must be eliminated but i'm happy to to negotiate no i'm i'm down for elimination i just guess maybe step one is figure out what it is Mm -hmm. oh sure Speaking of uh, elimination and and code compliance, we do have one matter to tend to before uh, we take care of this. We have a tribunal, so y'all can can sit to the side if you want, but we do have to sort of take care of this um, this other interloper from the the bureaucracy. So, um, other wait a minute, what is he? What oh are they? no! Let me guess. Can I? Oh, ooh, I'm psychic. <laughs> mm, you got a camera head. How did you know? We got found Stafford again. We just have to save him from the Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs>